Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Kiddushin Daf Pei, getting close to our Siyum. For those of you who have not yet signed up, please do so. The link is in the WhatsApp chat for Friday night's dinner, which will double as a Siyum, not only on Maseches Kiddushin, but also on Seder Nashim Bar Hashem, the halfway mark um, of all of the Sedarim and Shas. And we only have a couple blot left, uh, and then we'll be there. On Shabbos, we'll be starting Maseches Babakama and Seder Nazikin, of course. Um, Maseches Babakama is known as a challenging Masechta in certain prakim. We'll get there and we'll get through it as we did. Once we do Yivamos, everything else becomes reasonable. So we're going we're gonna to be great. Uh, we were learning a sugya yesterday, and one of the features of the sugya that we learned is we can assume that a child belongs to a mother when we see that natural clinginess that a child has to a mother. But the Gemara wants to qualify that just a little bit in regards to certain areas of halacha. And on the very bottom line of Ayin Testament Beis, the Gemara says as follows, Amar Reish Lakish, turning to the top of Peyamad Aleph, Lo Shanu, when do we say, as Rashi highlights, that we rely on the connection between a child and its mother based on the clinginess? That's true in regards to Koche Hagvul, a.k.a. Truma. As it relates to Yichus, we actually don't rely on that enough. Instead, we would need Edim. For Rav Yochanan Amar, I disagree. The clinginess factor is not just Stam. It's really halachic and it has teeth and it goes all the way to the end zone. And we actually hold, according to Rav Yochanan, that even as it relates to Yuchsin, the fact that we see a child clinging to his mother or her mother, that is enough of a sign that that child has yichus, proper yichus back to the mother. For us, Rav Yochanan, the time made this is Lashitasa, that he holds that Kruchin is enough for Yuchsin. How so? Pei Amadalev, three lines down. Dam Rav Bar Abba, Am Rav Yochanan. Malkin ala chazakos, that based on a chazaka Rabbi Yochanan holds, we give malkos. We're going to go through each of the things that Rabbi Yochanan is now going to say. The first is that we get malkos for, from chazakos. Soklin v'sorfin, we even give skila and srefa ala chazakos. And well, even that's very odd. Okay, if you could just hear that in a vacuum, we will give skila or srefa based on a chazaka. That's crazy. We'll see what that case is. The ein sorf and truma al hachazakos, but we are we are not sorif truma an hachazakos. So let's go through each of these three statements of Rav Yochanan. Malkin al hachazakos ki Rav Yehuda. What does Rav Yehuda hold? To Amar Rav Yehuda, nida seha. Let's say that a woman is uh, assumed by her neighbors to be a nida based on the clothes she's wearing, based on her current status. And then if the husband were to then cohabit with her while she is under this chazaka of nidus, the halacha is that the, that the husband would get malkos based on that tash mishamita, but that's really only based on a chazaka. It's not based on edim, it's just based on the context of what she's wearing and how she's behaving. What is the scenario where we would give skila or srefa based on a chazaka? That's kidirabba baravhuna. Da'ama rabba baravhuna ishva isha tinok betinokes, a man and a woman, a baby boy or a baby girl. Shehigdilu besochabais. They grew up in the same home. Let's say that I eat over at someone's house. And I I start eating at their house when the little kids are toddlers, they're little babies, and I watch the family grow up. So the halacha is that if they all grew up together, the halacha is a quarter of the way down on that if the mother and 
the son cohabit, or if the father and the daughter cohabit, or if the siblings cohabit, in those cases, they get Srefa. But it's only based on the Chazaka that I know that they've lived in the same house. It's not Edus proper. It's just a Chazaka. Amar of Shimon ben Pazi, he says, Amar of Yeshua ben Levi, Mishum bar kapar, Maise b'isha shabas di Yerushalayim. There was a story of a woman who lived in Yerushalayim, betinok morkavla al kseifa. And when her children were young, her son would ride on her shoulders. There's a little bit of a shoulder ride. Vigdilaso. And then when the child grew up, uva aleha. The son and that mother had Tashmishamita. So the din is Vehavim one of the rare cases where we see that a Bezdin actually did skila and it wasn't even based on Edus, it was just based on the Chazaka that they grew up and lived in the same home. The Gemara says, Shebna Vadai. So straight explicit in the Gemara. It's not because that it was definitely her son. Yeah, you need hasra, but we don't need Edim. And the Gemara says it's not because there's vados, there is no vados over here, but rather it's mipnei They didn't deny it. Did they deny it? No, they didn't deny it. It happened. And then that was the second case. The first case we had said is that a man who sleeps with his wife who has a chezkas nida, he gets malkos. The second case we just discussed is if family members who grew up together, if one cohabits with another, chayef skilo or srefa, depending on what they're, who slept with who, even though it's only a chazaka. And the third case, and we're one third of the way down on Pe'am and Aleph, ve'en sorf and truma al hachazakos, we do not burn truma based on a chazaka. The Amar of Shimon ben Pazi, sorfen ala chazakos, Rav Yochanan Amar, ain sorfen. So we see these are the three shitas of Rav Yochanan. And as you can see, Yuchsin would be a part of this as well, at least by implication. He doesn't say so expressly, but it does seem to be that even Yuchsin would be included here. The Azdullah Ta'amaihu, Resh Lakish, and Rav Yochanan, their machlokas has its precedence in another Mishnah. Now, of course, Rav Shimon ben Lakish and Rav Yochanan are not Tanaim, but as we'll soon see, their opinions can be found in the following Mishnah, at least uh, as an analysis of the following Mishnah. This is a Mishnah in Maseches Taros. Let's say that there's a little baby. He's sitting next to the rising dough that someone that the mother's about to use to make challah. And the child's holding a little bit of dough in his hands. Namely, we know that the child, that the tinok, reached in and grabbed a little bit of dough from the rising challah. Rav Meir Metaher Bechachamin Metamin Mipneshadarko Shaltinok Letapeach. We know that Rav Meir is going to say that this chala is fine, even though the tinok touched it. And the chachamim say, no way. Children touch everything. They play with shratzim in the garbage. Not typical for us, though. Things like that have happened in many of our homes over the years because kids are kids touch disgusting things. So if we're going to, if we know for sure that the child is hold, holding dough in his hand, and it's definitely from the dough that's rising. We need to assume, say the Chachamim, that the Chala is also going to be Tami. When we analyze this, we're forced to ask, Why does Rav Meir say that the bread is Tahar? After all, we know that children play with Chala. We know that children also play with Shratzim. So says the Gemara, Kasavar, because Rav Meir has a double Svara. 
Number one, we know that it's true that most children play with disgusting things, including shratzim, though there's a percentage of children who are very neat, uh, they're very uh, picky, and they won't touch a dead animal. My children would not touch dead animals. Uh, that's part one. And the isa becheskas tara omedes, and the isa, the dough that the that the woman has prepared, has a chazaka of tara. So here's what the Gemara says: is the svara of Rav Meir, the samuch miuta lechazaka, and isra leruba, the miut um, gets close to the chazaka of the tara, and what happens is that isra leruba, the rove of rove tinokos metapchen gets lowered. And therefore, we rely on the mute. And therefore, Reb Meir says that this child is going to hold it. It's tahor. That Reb Meir is going to hold it if the child touches the chala. It's tahor because even though we know he touched it, but mm-hmm. the rove has been ruined. The rove of the the fact that rove of children do touch disgusting things like shratzim is offset by the chazaka that the uh, that the dough is tahor. The rabbanon. How would the rabbis respond to that? Miuta keman dami. Ruba v'chazaka, ruba adif, a beautiful shas concept. We don't look at the minority. We know that it's possible that there might be a slight minority of children who don't touch things that are disgusting. But when it comes to our case, the miut is keman dami. So says the Gemara, ruba v'chazaka, ruba adif. We therefore assume that a rove of children are going to touch things that are disgusting, including a sheret. And therefore, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says from Taros, that um, that we assume that when the child is holding the chala, that the, that the chala is going to be tummy. And on this, we see the machlokes, Reish Lakish and Rav Yochanan. Omar Reish Lakish were two-thirds of the way down a little bit more. Mishum Reb Oshaya, Zohi Shesorfen, Aleha this is a case scenario where we see Sreifas Truma. And Rav Yochanan Amar, Ein zo chazaka shesorfen alea truma. So therefore, this is our machlokas, Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish. And we therefore see that the Rav Yochanan that we saw earlier in our page quoted uh, in the name of Rav Chiyabar Abba Amar Rav Yochanan, the machlokas Reish Lakish and Rav Yochanan about whether or not we're Sreif Truma based on a chazaka really has its roots in the world of Maseches uh, Taros. What is a case scenario, asks the Gemara, where Rav Yochanan would agree to Sreifas Truma based on a chazaka? Ela ezo chazaka l'Reb Yochanan shesorfen l'asa truma kiditnan. It's actually kiditanya, nine, ten lines from the bottom of the page. Isa besoch Let's say that there is dough in the house. And this is an odd scenario. Ushratim utsvardoim metaplen sham. There are body parts of shratim and frogs. Now, the shmona shratim are metamen, but the the frog is not one of the Shmona Shratzim. So if one of the Shmona Shratzim gets mixed in with the Chala, Tame, because the Shmona Shratzim are Metame. But a frog is not one of the Shmona Shratzim. So says the Gemara, If we find that there are actually some of these small, gross little limbs of a frog, I remember dissecting frogs when I was in college. I think I was in college at the time, maybe. Uh, yeah, it was probably college. We dissected basically every animal under the sun. Lampreys. Cats, like domestic cats, sharks. It was disgusting. Bio major. And uh, we had to dissect everything. And then we'd walk around the room and our professor would put a flag and a body part with a number on it. We had a piece of paper. We had to say which artery it was, which muscle it was, whatever the, whatever. Disgusting.
I managed. It was very helpful for my current skills, uh, as I uh, as I do some other uh, cutting. But uh, nevertheless, some people love it. Some people hate it. I I did enjoy it at the time. I love the complexities. I didn't like the smell. The formaldehyde was a vicious smell, and I have a sensitive nose. It's very overwhelming. But other than that, I didn't mind the cutting parts. But they were dead, so it didn't really matter. All right. Anyways, let's talk about important things. So the Gemara says that let's say the doe has a, a limit of one of these animals. If most of the body parts that are in that home are from Shratim, we know that the Shmona Shratim are Metame. So therefore the bread would be Tame. And Im Rov Tzvardeim, if most of them were Tzvardeya, that they were actually frogs, that's not Shmona Shratim. And therefore Tahora, the bread would still be Tahor. It would be disgusting but it would not be tummy because the frogs are not considered to be part of the Shemona Shratzim category. You can't eat it. You have to remove it. The question is, was the contact maga was it Matami, the Isa? So had it been from the Shemona Shratzim, that would have been Matami. But because the Tzvardeya is not one of the Shemona Shratzim, it's disgusting. You have to make sure there's no remnants of it left because it's usher to eat, Pasha. That's uh, the animals, the treif animal. But um, you can't do Shrita and frog. It's not allowed. The animal is not kosher. So that's the machlokas that we see between Resh Lakish and Rav Yochanan. Whether or not we assume by a, a classical chazaka, whether or not we can be so Rav Truma. And the Gemara says, six lines from the bottom, Tanya Kavase de Rav Yochanan. We have a brisa that supports the shita of Rav Yochanan as follows. There are two things where there's no das to ask any questions. But we made it as though it's possible to ask. What is this talking about? The case of Tinok, that's the case that we started with a little bit earlier today. <laughs> that's a case of a Tinok who's holding Chala next to... <laughs> the Tinok is sitting next to... a a bowl of Isa that was Tahor, and he's holding a piece. And Tino Kadam, and that's the case. What's the other case of, uh, of Isa? Says the Gemara, Isa Besocha Bayis, that if we have dough inside of a house, the Tarnagolin, there are uh, chickens, and Umashkin Tmein Sham, you have chickens, and then you have liquids that are Tame and Mitame. So says the Gemara, Nimtsu, turning to the top of Payamid Bays, Nikurim. If we see Nikurim, Nikurim be Isa, you know how like pigeons or chickens, they like take little bites with their beak and they quickly move back. You can see those little marks in the dough. We know that the chicken took bites out of the dough. That we know. So the halacha is tolen. We have to be tola. We this is there, there's an element of suffix over here, um, and we are not going to be so rafe this. That's what we said about Rav Yochanan on the last page. That's what we're bringing a raya for in the brisa that Rav Yochanan holds that when there is um, only a chazaka that we are not going to be so rafe. We're going to be tolan. Lo ochlin lo sorfin. So says the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi lo shanu ela bemashkim levanim. This is only true in regards to liquids that are white, light-colored liquids, because what we're assuming is that perhaps the chicken stuck its beak into the tummy liquid and then went over and took a bite out of the challah. 
Now, if it's a white liquid, we won't be able to see the remnant of the white liquid that the chicken first stuck its beak into and then transferred over the tummy liquid over to the chala, how, to the isa. Aval, third line of adumim. If, in fact, it was a, a red liquid that was tummy, and first the chicken stuck its beak in the red liquid that was tummy and then went, went after the isa, well, im isa dinikar meida yadia. We'll see the red liquid. That, because it's red, it's bright red. So therefore, perhaps we'll know as to whether or not the um, whether or not the chicken started with the tummy red liquid and transferred over to the chala. We would know. Ask the Gemara Dilma Bil Asinhu Isa. Perhaps even the red color would get absorbed into the chala, and therefore we wouldn't know as to whether or not the chicken drank the tummy liquid followed by sticking its beak into the isa. Maybe we wouldn't know. You think that Ribi, this Chashu person, referring to the author, the second line of this page, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, that he didn't have any way to explain this. He's a big Talmud Chacham. You don't think he thought of the distinction that you thought of between red liquids and, and, and white liquids? Of course he did. Amr of Yochanan Davar Loshanu says the Gemara six lines down. We're talking about liquids that are so clear that there, you can actually see the reflection of a child in it. We know that when liquids are very clear with still waters, you can see a reflection in a clear liquid. Let's talk about water. Let's say you're looking at, uh, out in the water and you can see the reflection of the sun in the water. But if the water was you could not tell the difference. This is the distinction of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. It really has nothing to do with the color. It has to do with how cloudy the water is, the liquid is. So if, says the Gemara, the water was very cloudy, then we assume that the dough will not absorb it. And therefore, if it's a cloudy liquid, then we'll know if the chicken put his beak into the cloudy liquid and then put it into the isa because it won't absorb well. But if in fact it was a liquid that did have a reflection out of it, a very clear liquid, uh, then we would not be able to tell. New Mishnah and Pam at Bays. Here we're going to start learning about the halachos of Yichud. Yichud uh, has a lot of different iterations to it. There are certain aspects that are Doraisa and certain aspects that are Dirabanon. And the Gemara is now going to go through some of those halachos. The Mishnah opens up 10 lines down on Pam at Bays. The Mishnah says, Lo yis adam im noshim. A man is not allowed to be alone with two women. But one woman is allowed to be alone with two men. Seemingly a strange, uh, a strange assertion. Rashi explains why we distinguish between one woman with two men and one man with two women. So let's review the din and the Mishnah. A man is not allowed to be with two women. Rashi says, Im beiz nashim, 10 lines down at the opening of Rashi's on the Mishnah. The two of them wouldn't mind being um, seduced, wouldn't mind being convinced to do something. They're both going to do the same thing. So we assume that a man should not be alone with a woman. And Rashi's giving us the underpinning of Yichud, which is that we're afraid something might happen. And in a scenario where there's two women, we assume that the two of them could be convinced to do something inappropriate. Therefore, there's an Isra Yichud in that case. If you have one woman and two men, there we don't assume such a thing. There we don't assume such a thing. We'll see that in our door, a lot of this is actually more chamor because this is only true by kshayrim. But when you're talking about a parut, which is much of our generation, 
then we uh, all of the rules change. We'll discuss that when we get into the Gemara. So that's the open of our Mishnah, that a man cannot be alone with two women, lest something come to come to happen. And uh, an Isha Achas is allowed to be with two men, because we don't assume something will happen. Reb Shimon Omer, Af ish echad im ishto imo. Um, he says, wait, I can give a qualification where a man can be alone with two women. That provides that bizman ishto imo, as long as his wife is there, um, and if she's staying with her husband in the Pundaki, in, in the inn, because when a man's wife is around, she protects him from these kinds of Averas. There is a principle in Halacha called Paspisalo. Paspisalo is a principle where because a husband knows that he, at least at some point, will have access to his wife, he's less likely to violate any Averas because he knows that in theory, if not today, then tomorrow, if not tomorrow, then next week, but he knows that his wife is readily available to for intimacy, so his Yetzirah is more in check. And because of that, that doesn't make a stira on the first part? If the wife is present, it's not a stira, it's just a different case. He's adding. But it's still two women. But I understand the wife is different than just a Stam woman, but yeah. The concept is still the same. But meaning whereas two regular women, there's a concern that the two women can be convinced or seduced to do that which the man wants. But when a man's wife is one of those two women, so the assertion is that Ishto he's not willing to do the Avera when he knows that he can that he has his wife as an available outlet. That's what it seems. That's what it seems. Okay, end of the Mishnah. Three lines before the end of the Mishnah, a quarter of the way down. We'll be heading, Mirza Hashem, to the top of uh, Pei Aleph Amad Aleph with some throwbacks to Masecha Sota. Says the Gemara, A man is allowed to be alone with his mother and with his daughter. And and they can even sleep near one another in the same bed without even being clothed. And that's perfectly mutter, says again, they're, they're blood relatives. However, once somebody gets old enough, then it's not shaykh anymore. Um, a son can still um, lie in the same bed as his, as his mother, provided that if he's older, provided that, uh, that they're both clothed. Um, that's what the Gemara says. Asks the Gemara, my taima, what is the reason why and what is he talking about the first case of our Mishnah? Why is it that in the first case of our Mishnah, we said that a man cannot be alone with two women and the Gemara calls it out openly? Tana de Yo, because their das is kal, and Rashi says, like he, he says in the Gemara, like he says in the Mishnah, patos. both of them are nochos lihis patos. It's easy to convince them to do things. Where do we know this from? Namely, where do we know this idea of yichud from? Where is a remez for the fact that yichud is an iser de oraisa? And the Gemara pulls out a left field from a Pasuk that deals with Avodah Shene Emar, we're a third of the way down. This Pasuk, again, is talking about a child convincing someone to do Avodah ben aim Zorah. Why does the Pasuk say Ben Aim, Ben Imecha, and Ben Av Eino Mesis? 
but the son of the man won't convince. Who cares what the gender genders are? We're afraid that someone might convince you to do avodah zara. We're just concerned. Ella says the Gemara lo marlach ben misyachedim imo v'asher lisyachedim kol arayos shebetora. Because the Torah went out of its way to say ben imecha, the Torah left a little bit of something for us to make a diuk on, and the the extras in that pasuk teach us that only can a father. Can a man, uh, can a son be with his mother, but it's usher for a man to be with kol arayos Shabbat Torah. It's usher for a man to be alone with any of the arayos that are listed in the Torah. Says the Gemara, Pashte de what was the basics of the Pasuk talking about? The explicit parts of the Pasuk, which we know is talking about Avodah Zarah. So the Gemara says halfway down, Amar Abaye, Lomi Boya Kama. The Pasuk was talking about Alomi Boya. Obviously this, but even that. Lomi boya ben av. I know that the son of the father, the son he lay where there might be a dislike in that relationship. And he'll give some bad advice. Even if you're talking about a family member who is the son of his mother, and he's talking to somebody else in the family, where the relationship is good, perhaps, perhaps we would assume that there would be uh, a more open, open-minded opinion that's still going to be aser kamashmalan, and says the Gemara Neima. Perhaps we should say that our Mishnah about Yichud is masnisin deloka Abishol. What did Abishol say to Tanya? The Brisa writes. This brisa can be found in Maseches Moed Katan. We learned this. I don't even know when we learned Moed Katan. More than a year ago, probably. Long time ago. No. I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you anymore. It's all a blur. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Gemara says in Moikatan Kol Shloshim Yom, and Rashi here just to our left contextualizes this because we're missing a lot of information information here. Rashi Dibur Masul Kol Shloshim Yom, a horrible scenario. Vlad Shemes Besoch Shloshim Yom. If a child dies within 30 days of birth, we don't have to do a full-fledged burial with a whole processional, not with any type of uh, thing that he lies on. We just carry the child as is and bury him that way without all of the regular pomp and circumstance of a funeral. So back in the Gemara, the Tanya, the Brayser writes, for those first 30 days, this young child who Nebuch passed away, Rahman al passed away within the first 30 days, he's carried to his burial. We don't need the regular 10 people who bury him. He can even be buried with one woman and two men. But not with one man and two women. Why not? Because that was our Mishnah. What did our Mishnah say? That one man and two women, nochos lehis patos, nashin daitan kalosain, were afraid that they can be seduced. Aval, uh, so says the Gemara, that's the Tanakhama, but Abba Shaul Omer, no. Af ish echad nashim. We see, says the Gemara, that Abba Shaul was of a different opinion. Abba Shaul felt that when this young child who was less than 30 days old was being buried and he wasn't being buried under normal circumstances, that the entourage who takes him could even be one man and two women. Why is that allowed? That should be Hilchos Yichud. So clearly, or I should say, it should be at least a possibility that our mission is not like Abba Shaul. Abba Shaul was of the opinion that one man with two women is allowed to bury. But our Mishnah called that case Yichud, Kasha. So is Abba Shaul the author of our Mishnah? Is he the, the, the contrarian opinion of our Mishnah? Yes or no? Says the Gemara, no. Our Mishnah is Afilu Tema Abba Shaul. Bishas Aninus Taver Yitzre. 
when a person is in aninus, in the severe pain of aninus, right in the immediate phase of losing someone before burial, taver yitzre, the Gemara says, there is no yitzre hara under those cases. No one's going to do anything wrong. Now, this is very, very interesting. Where do we have halachos and chumash that apply only when your yitzre hara is in play? And that's it. You're that's a different question. Let's say the Torah says, for example, um, you know, you're not allowed to. Well, I guess Yichud is a, is a weird example, but Yichud, the Gemara is giving an, an exception to the rule. Abba Shaul says there's no Isra Yichud when the Yitzhahara doesn't apply, except by Kashras. What about the Isra Hanah by Basar Bechala? What if there's no Yitzhahara? I'm in Aninus. There's no Yitzhahara to do Averis. Can I now be in a case scenario that's an Isra Doraisa? It's very odd. Very, very odd. But so says the Gemara. The Rabbanon, the Rabbanon, they argue against Abashol. They say, He learns the Pasuk as follows. How can a person complain? Even when, as a, person, when a person is in Aninus, um, Bishas Aninu Social Adam at the time when a person's in despair still, Yitzro Miskaber Alab. His Yetzahara is still in full throw. And it's based on that Pasuk of Ma'is Onin. I the Abba Shaul. What would Abba Shaul do with that Pasuk? Says the Gemara Kiksiv Hahu Bimisraim Amidosov Ksiv. That Pasuk wasn't talking about a Yetzahara during Aninus. And still Abba Shaul holds stark to his opinion that. There is no Yetzar Hara Be'aninus. That Pasuk means as follows. Ma Yisraim al Nidosov. How can a person get upset with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? After all, Vichigavar al Chato'av. Have you ever met anyone who's conquered all of their Yetzar Who aren't deserving of any onshin? How can a person be upset when... I'm not judging. I'm quoting. How can a person be upset when something bad happens? It's not like they're perfect. It's not like... We're deserving of perfection and perfect treatment. We're not perfect. We do Averis all the time. So that's why the Gemara says, They should at least be happy that I let him live, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Abishol says that that Pasuk is not a raya that there's a Yetzirah, B'Sha'as Aninus. Lehefech, Abishol holds that there is no Yetzirah, B'Sha'as Aninus. Ayver Rabbanon, Ki ahu ma'isa da'ahi itza da'ava uvda ve'apikte. They say, it's actually not true. The rabbis say that they know of a case of a woman who created a ruse of pretending that a child had died within 30 days. She went out and was mizane in the cemetery. And that's so the Gemara says these are real cases and we should be very concerned about a Yetzirah in these scenarios. The Gemara continues at the two dots, eight, nine lines from the bottom of the page on Payamid Beis. The Gemara says, Aval Isha Achas. This is the second line of our mission at the top of the page. We had said that one woman is allowed to be in Yichud with two men. The Gemara says, Amar of Yehuda Marav Lo Shanu When do we say that one woman can be with two men? That's only true when the men are Ksherim. Aval but if the men are horribly inappropriate people, so then afilu Even ten people won't won't change anything. You're not allowed to be alone with a chabura like that. And Havamaisa, there was a story like this. Ten men carried out one woman on a bed, and they were mizana with her in the cemetery. Unbelievable. Yeah. We have had this before, you're correct. 
in Sota. That's what the Gemara says on the side. Yes, I, I have vague recollections. Amar of Yosef Teda, de michberi be'asara vegan ve'kshura that you can have people as a chabura who steal beams and they're not even embarrassed from one another. These things do happen. Says the Gemara, perhaps Perhaps we can say that we have a siyua from our Mishnah for the following. In the case of a sota, when a husband is bringing his wife up to Yerushalayim so that she can go through the process of sota after he is mekana, he warns her, and then she is, uh, she's vinistera, she's being brought up to Yerushalayim. The halacha is that the may sota will not work if the husband sleeps with her between the time that she is nistera and the time of the may sota. So the Gemara and sota told us that they would send shnei talmidi chachamim shemo yavo alabaderech because we were concerned that he might sleep with his wife on the way, and therefore that would ruin the Mesota. So they sent Shnei Talmidi Chachamim. So says the Gemara, Talmidi Chachamim in, in Shide Almalo. What we see here is that we require that they be Talmidi Chachamim and not regular people. Talmidi Chachamim, why? Because they are Ksherim, but regular people are Prutzim. So maybe we see from the Gemara and Sota a support to the idea that our Gemara just mentioned, that the reason we need Talmidi Chachamim is because they're Ksherim. And in fact, one woman cannot be alone with any amount of men if those men are Prutzim. So to this, the Gemara says, that's not a raya. Last line of Pe'amid Be'i, shiny Talmidei Chachamim. There's a difference in regards to Talmidei Chachamim. To Yadei Le'asru Yebe, because they know how to give a proper Hasra. They're halachically knowledgeable, but the average Balabas is an Amha'arat. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav, Loshanu Ela Be'ir. When do we say, as Rashi highlights what the Loshanu means? The end of the first line of Rashi going on to the second. When can one woman be alone with two men? That's only Be'ir. When they're traveling, until there are at least three men. Maybe one of the men would have to go urinate. I'll have to leave the group. And then there could be a potential for Yichud. So says the Gemara, that there's a difference between the city where two men will suffice as long as they're Ksherim, but on the on the pathway, it has to be three men. Says the Gemara, and pay Aleph, Amin Aleph, just a few more lines and then we'll stop. Perhaps we have a Raya for this idea from the very same Mishnah we tried to bring a Raya for about Ksherim versus Prutzim. The Gemara says, In the, in the Gemara Sota, we said that we send two men with her in addition to him, so it's the wife, it's the husband plus two more to ensure that there's never yichud with this woman. Says the Gemara, two men and the husband, hatzlasa. So perhaps this Gemara in Sota is a raya for the Shita of Rab that outside of the city we need three people. Says the Gemara, not correct. Five lines down, six lines down on Sade, No. Not because they need three people, but because we need the two Talmidi Chachamim to be Aidim. And uh, yeah, that's right. But we need those two people to be Aidim, and that's why they have the three people. So no Raya from here. Nevertheless, we still have the Halachos that we learned, the added two Halachos from this Gemara. Number one, that if a person is a Parutz, then they don't count as uh, the appropriate people to be alone with a woman. They should never be in any group size with a woman if they're a Parutz. Stay away from women if you're a Parutz. And there would be an Isra Yichud, seemingly. And the Gemara says, even with 10 
people. If you have 10 people who are prutzim and they're with one woman, that's mamash yichud. And as well, the extra din that Rav taught us was that when do we say that one man, one woman can be alone with two men, that's only be'ir, but bederech it has to be three. We'll stop right here, seven or eight lines down on the Aleph, Amen Aleph, and pick up tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we're learning in the main base medrash for our Mishmar um, Artsenu. Uh, we know that Torah is magna umatzla. We have to do our part, and we do our part with Dafyomi, but we're going to join the Kol Torah in the main base Medrash, so we'll find a tight spot to learn together. I'll try to speak a little louder uh, so that we can all stay focused. Wishing you all a beautiful night.